Chapter 6, verses 15 through 27 of Catina Aria, Commentary in the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sibrovox recording is in the public domain. Verses 15 through 21. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force, to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea, and entered into a ship, and went over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea, drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Bede. The multitude concluding from so great a miracle that he was merciful and powerful, wished to make him a king. For men like having a merciful king to rule over them, and a powerful one to protect them. Our Lord, knowing this, retired to the mountain. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. From this we gather that our Lord went down from the mountain before, where he was sitting with his disciples, when he saw the multitude coming, and had fed them on the plain below. For how could he go up to the mountain again, unless he had come down from it? Augustine. This is not at all inconsistent with what we read, that he went up into a mountain apart to pray, the object of escape being quite compatible with that of prayer. Indeed, our Lord teaches us here that whenever escape is necessary, there is great necessity for prayer. Augustine. Yet he who feared to be made a king was a king, not made king by men, for he ever reigneth with the Father, in that he is the Son of God, but making men kings, which kingdom of his the prophets had foretold. Christ, by being made man, made the believers in him Christians, i.e. members of his kingdom, incorporated and purchased by his word. And this kingdom will be made manifest after the judgment, when the brightness of his saints shall be revealed. The disciples, however, and the multitude who believed on him, thought that he had come to reign now, and so would have taken him by force to make him a king, wishing to anticipate his time, which he kept secret. Chrysostom, see what the belly can do. They care no more for the violation of the Sabbath. All their zeal for God is fled. Now their bellies are filled. Christ has become a prophet, and they wish to enthrone him as king. But Christ makes his escape to teach us to despise the dignities of the world. He dismisses his disciples and goes up into the mountain. These, when their master had left them, went down in the evening to the sea, as we read, and when even was now come. His disciples went down unto the sea. They waited until evening, thinking he would come to them, and then, as he did not come, delayed no longer searching for him, but in the ardor of love entered into a ship and went over the sea towards Capernaum. They went to Capernaum, thinking that they should find him there. Augustine, the evangelist now returns to explain why they went and relate what happened to them while they were crossing the lake. 
and it was dark, he says, and Jesus was not come to them. Chrysostom, the mention of the time, is not accidental, but meant to show the strength of their love. They did not make excuses and say, It is evening now, and night is coming on, but in the warmth of their love went into the ship, and now many things alarmed them. The time, and it was now dark, and the weather, as we read next, and the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew, their distance from the land, so when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs. Bede, the way of speaking we use, when we are in doubt, about five and twenty, we say, or thirty. Chrysostom, and at last he appears quite unexpectedly. They see Jesus walking upon the sea, drawing nigh. He reappears after his retirement, teaching them what it is to be forsaken, and stirring them to greater love. His reappearance manifesting his power. They were disturbed, were afraid, it is said. Our Lord comforts them, but he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Bede, he does not say, I am Jesus, but only I am. He trusts to their easily recognizing a voice which was so familiar to them. Or, as is more probable, he shows that he was the same who said to Moses, I am that I am. Chrysostom, he appeared to them in this way to show his power, for he immediately calmed the tempest. Then they wished to receive him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. So great was the calm, he did not even enter the ship in order to work a greater miracle, and to show his divinity more clearly. Theophylact, observe the three miracles here, the first his walking on the sea, the second his stilling the waves, the third his putting them immediately on shore, which they were some distance off. When our Lord appeared, Chrysostom, Jesus does not show himself to the crowd walking on the sea, such a miracle being too much for them to hear, nor even to the disciples did he show himself long, but disappeared immediately. Augustine, Mark's account does not contradict this. He says indeed that our Lord told the disciples first to enter the ship and go before him over the sea, while he dismissed the crowds and that when the crowd was dismissed, he went up alone into the mountain to pray, while John places his going up alone in the mountain first, and then says, And when evening was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea. But it is easy to see that John relates that as done afterwards by the disciples, which our Lord had ordered before his departure to the mountain. Chrysostom, or take another explanation. The miracle seems to me to be a different one from the one given in Matthew. For there they do not receive him into the ship immediately, whereas here they do. And there the storm lasts for some time, whereas here, as soon as he speaks, there is a calm. He often repeats the same miracle in order to impress it on men's minds. Augustine, there is a mystical meaning in our Lord's feeding the multitude and ascending the mountain. For thus was it prophesied of him, So shall the congregation of the people come about thee. For their sake, therefore, lift up thyself again, i.e., that the congregation of the people may come about thee, lift up thyself again. But why is it fled? For they could not have detained him against his will. This fleeing has a meaning, viz., 
that his flight is above our comprehension, just as when you do not understand a thing, you say it escapes me. He fled alone unto the mountain, because he is ascended from above all heavens. But on his ascension aloft a storm came upon the disciples in the ship, i.e. the church, and it became dark. The light, i.e. Jesus, having gone, as the end of the world draws nigh, error increases, iniquity abounds. Light again is love, according to John. He that hateth his brother is in darkness. The waves and storms and winds, then that agitate the ship, are the clamors of the evil speaking, and love waxing cold. Howbeit the wind and storm and waves and darkness were not able to stop and sink the vessel. For he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. As the number five has reference to the law, the books of Moses being five, the number five and twenty, being made up of five pieces, has the same meaning. And this law was imperfect before the gospel came. Now the number of perfection is six. So therefore, five is multiplied by six, which makes thirty, i.e., the law is fulfilled by the gospel. To those then who fulfill the law, Jesus comes treading on the waves, i.e., trampling underfoot all the swellings of the world, all the loftiness of men, and yet such tribulations remain, and even they who believe on Jesus fear lest they should be lost. Theophylact when either men or devils try to terrify us, let us hear Christ saying, It is I, be not afraid, i.e., I am ever near you, God unchangeable, immovable. Let not any false fears destroy your faith in me. Observe, too, our Lord did not come when the danger was beginning, but when it was ending. He suffers us to remain in the midst of dangers and tribulations, that we may be proved thereby and flee for succor to him who is able to give deliverance when we least expect it. When man's understanding can no longer help him, then the divine deliverance comes. If we are willing also to receive Christ into the ship, i.e., to live in our hearts, we shall find ourselves immediately in the place where we wish to be, i.e., heaven. Bede, this ship, however, does not carry an idle crew. They are all stout rowers, i.e., in the church, not the idle and effeminate, but the strenuous and persevering in good works, attain to the harbor of everlasting salvation. Verses 22 through 27. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whither into his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping, and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them, and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves, and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. 
Chrysostom. Our Lord, though he did not actually show himself to the multitude walking on the sea, yet gave them the opportunity of inferring what had taken place. The day following, the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. What was this but to suspect that he had walked across the sea on his going away? For he could not have gone over in a ship, as there was only one there, that in which his disciples had entered, and he had not gone in with them. Augustine. Knowledge of the miracle was conveyed to them indirectly. Other ships had come to the place where they had eaten bread. In these they went after him. Howbeit, there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Chrysostom, yet after so great a miracle, they did not ask him how he had passed over or show concern about it. As appears from what follows, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Except we say that this when meant how, and observe their lightness of mind, after saying, This is that prophet, wishing to take him by force to make him king. When they find him, nothing of the kind is thought of. Augustine. So he who had fled to the mountain mixes and converses with the multitude. Only just now they would have kept him and made him king. But after the sacrament of the miracle, he begins to discourse and fill their souls with his word, whose bodies he had satisfied with bread. Alcune, he who set an example of declining praise and earthly power, sets teachers also an example of deliverance in preaching. Chrysostom, kindness and lenity are not always expedient. To the indolent or insensible disciple, the spur must be applied, and this the Son of God does. For when the multitude comes with soft speeches, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? He shows them that he did not desire the honor that cometh from men. By the severity of his answer, which both exposes the motive on which they acted, and rebukes it, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Augustine, as if he said, Ye seek me to satisfy the flesh, not the spirit. Chrysostom. After the rebuke, however, he proceeds to teach them, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, meaning, Ye seek for temporal food, whereas I only feed your bodies, that ye might seek the more diligently for that food which is not temporary, but contains eternal life. Alcune. Bodily food only supports the flesh of the outward man, and must be taken not once for all, but daily, whereas spiritual food remaineth forever, imparting perpetual fullness and immortality. Augustine. Under the figure of food he alludes to himself. Ye seek me, he saith, for the sake of something else. Seek me for my own sake. Chrysostom. But inasmuch as some who wish to live in sloth pervert this precept, 
labor not, etc. It is well to notice that Paul says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. And he himself too, when he resided with Aquila and Priscilla at Corinth, worked with his hand, by saying, Labor not for the meat which perisheth. Our Lord does not mean to tell us to be idle, but to work and give alms. This is the meat which perisheth not. To labor for the meat which perisheth is to be devoted to the interests of this life. Our Lord saw that the multitude had no thought of believing and only wished to fill their bellies without working. And this he justly called the meat which perisheth. Augustine, as he told the woman of Samaria above, If thou knewest who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water. So he says here, Which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Alcun. When through the hand of the priest thou receivest the body of Christ, think not of the priest which thou seest, but of the priest thou dost not see. The priest is the dispenser of this food, not the author. The Son of Man gives himself to us, that we may abide in him, and he in us. Do not conceive that the Son of Man is to be the same as other sons of men. He stands alone in abundance of grace, separate and distinct from all the rest. For that the Son of Man is the Son of God, as it follows, for him hath God the Father sealed. To seal is to put a mark upon. So the meaning is, do not despise me, because I am the Son of Man. For I am the Son of Man in such sort, as that the Father has sealed me, i.e. given me something particular, to the end that I should not be confounded with the human race, but that the human race should be delivered by me. Hilary, the seal throws out a perfect impression of the stamp. At the same time, it takes in that impression. This is not a perfect illustration of the divine nativity, for sealing supposes matter, different kinds of matter, the impression of harder upon softer. Yet he who was God only begotten, and the Son of Man only by the sacrament of our salvation, makes use of it to express the Father's fullness as stamped upon himself. He wishes to show the Jews he has the power of giving the eternal meat, because he contained in himself the fullness of God. Chrysostom, or sealed, i.e. sent him for this purpose, viz. to bring us food, or sealed was to reveal the gospel by means of his witness. Alcune, to take the passage mystically, on the day following, i.e. after the ascension of Christ, the multitude standing in good works, not lying in worldly pleasures, expects Jesus to come to them. The one ship is the one church. The other ships which come besides are the conventicles of heretics who seek their own, not the things of Christ. Wherefore he well says, Ye seek me because ye did eat of the loaves. Augustine, how many there are who seek Jesus only to gain some temporary benefit. One man has a matter of business in which he wants the assistance of the clergy, Another is oppressed by a more powerful neighbor and flies to the church for refuge. Jesus is scarcely ever sought for Jesus' sake. Gregory, in their persons too, our Lord condemns all those within the Holy Church 
who, when brought near to God by sacred orders, do not seek the recompense of righteousness, but the interests of this present life. To follow our Lord, when filled with bread, is to use holy church as a means of livelihood, and to seek our Lord not for the miracle's sake, but for the loaves. It is to aspire to a religious office, not with a view to increase of grace, but to add to our worldly means. Bede, they too seek Jesus, not for Jesus' sake, but for something else, who ask in their prayers, not for eternal, but temporal blessings. The mystical meaning is that the communicals of heretics are without the company of Christ and his disciples, and other ships coming is the sudden growth of heresies. By the crowd which saw that Jesus was not there, or his disciples, are designated those who, seeing the errors of heretics, leave them and turn to the true faith. End of chapter 6, verses 15 through 27.